Alongside that, and along with the uh, public key cryptography revolution, came digital cash. And DigiCash, David Chom's idea was a, basically a privacy-enhanced cash through a thing called blind signatures. And then PayPal wasn't trying to do that. They were just, uh, you know, there was nothing interesting about their protocol. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, Hey everybody, welcome to a very special 100th episode of Porkopolis Economics on Macro, Money, Bitcoin, and Markets. I hope you'll bear with me. I just have a few points to make as I move forward here with this special episode today. The first is, uh, it's been about a year since I've been posting these uh, macro chart videos on my YouTube channel and Rumble. And I also migrated my podcast feed over to uh, Spotify uh, at the start of last year. Spotify, of course, allows for the not just audio RSS feeds, but also video RSS feeds. So I figured as I started these uh, daily, you know, almost daily chart type videos, I would use uh, the Spotify feed as well, in addition to the Crypto Voices podcast feed on Bitcoin markets, economics with guests. Um, but I realized from talking to, uh, many of you that you prefer just the crypto voices podcast to stay, uh, in sort of a standalone format on the RSS feed. Uh, still many of you listen on Apple podcasts. So as I'm doing these chart videos, uh, it can be perhaps interesting at times, but, uh, the chart videos where you really kind of need to look at the charts to fully understand what I'm saying is better on uh, simply YouTube and Rumble. So with that, just with a nice round number, this will be my last uh, daily Porkopolis chart video on the RSS feed. So if you're listening to this on or slash watching this on Spotify or listening on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or any other uh, podcatcher podcasting platform, uh, this will be the last one of those and only the Crypto Voices podcast the long-form interviews with uh, experts in the space will continue on this feed. So anything having to do with the charts, macro, money, Bitcoin, uh, long-scale overviews uh, in a visual medium will only be available on my YouTube and Rumble channels moving forward. I also want to introduce a new sponsor for today, and that is Trezor home of the original Bitcoin hardware wallet. Established in 2012, Trezor means business in Bitcoin security and functionality. Whether you're protecting your identity with Tor or going incognito with CoinJoin using Trezor Suite, Trezor gives you full control of your coins in a transparent and fully open source manner, both on the hardware and software level. So do check out Trezor at Trezor.io. You can grab your Trezor Safe 3 with the secure elements, the Model T with the touchscreen, or the original Trezor 1, as well as a ton of other great accessories available to back up your keys and keep your coins safe. Very happy to be associated with Trezor moving forward into this year. All right, so we are going to do another long-scale chart in this uh final episode on Spotify, as I mentioned. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the company that I'm going to compare Bitcoin to. 
Now, I've been in Bitcoin a long time, and almost inevitably, when Bitcoin is brought up, there is a comparison with another company. And what is that company? It is, of course, PayPal. I cannot tell you, and I am 100% confident, I speak for everyone in the space, we loathe this comparison. It is inaccurate on every level. Uh, PayPal is literally the scourge of understanding and clarity and awareness when it comes to what the digital uh, currency store of value space is that Bitcoin has formed and, of course, dominates to this day. PayPal is a company. Bitcoin is not. PayPal transfers U.S. dollars. Bitcoin does not. PayPal is tightly regulated under all U.S. and global money transfer licenses and regulations. Bitcoin is not. Basically, PayPal is not free speech money. Bitcoin is. In addition, Bitcoin is not controlled by anyone. Bitcoin is decentralized and secure money across the world over anyone as long as they plug into the Bitcoin protocol, can send, receive, and verify transactions in real time in a decentralized, secure manner all over the world, visible across the entire blockchain since the beginning of Bitcoin's history anywhere. Bitcoin is also base money or basic money. It means it's outside the financial system. Of course, PayPal is not. Bitcoin is more akin to gold and silver, which has been basic money across the millennia. And do read Nick Zabo's history shelling out, for example, for a very thorough take on this. And this all is opposed to PayPal, which is simply a fiduciary that transfers US dollar value, similar to a bank. With Bitcoin, you and only you who are in control of your keys can verify transactions, verify balances, as I said, globally, no permission required. Nonetheless, as I said in this video, I am indeed going to compare Bitcoin with PayPal. So let's throw a few more numbers out there. The first is payment volume. This is a traditional financial term in Bitcoin, in the Bitcoin world, we sometimes call this the transaction value or transaction volume that occurs. And typically this is measured over the course of one day. It's very clear, easy to see in Bitcoin land. And uh, let's make some comparisons. Okay. So today around 2024, the annual transaction payment volume of the PayPal network equates to 1.5 trillion dollars. And in the Bitcoin network, the annual payment volume or transaction value over the course of one year is $1.5 trillion. So they're equal. Interesting. They're equal. But let's just throw a couple more numbers out to see the differences here. If we look back to say 2018, Bitcoin passed $1 trillion in annual transaction value or annual payment volume for the first time. Back then in 2018, PayPal was only doing $578 billion in payment volume. So already by 2018, Bitcoin was doing double PayPal roughly. And again, as 
the native currency of Bitcoin is not dollars, but Bitcoins, we have to, to get a units of comparison into dollars, we have to use the current exchange rate of Bitcoin to dollars at any given time, as that was a huge boom in Bitcoin in 2021, 2022. In 2022, the annual Bitcoin payment volume, annual transaction value of Bitcoins on the network equated to $5.5 trillion while PayPal at this time in 2022 was only at $1.3 trillion. And indeed, because the markets are still volatile in Bitcoin, you are watching basic money getting adopted in real time. You are watching a new money getting adopted around the world in real time. The Bitcoin price has fallen over the course of 2022 and 2023 to where we get to, as I said just a few seconds ago, both Bitcoin and PayPal. As of today, both do about $1.5 trillion in value, in payment volume across the year. Now, PayPal almost famously IPO'd in 2002, and then it quickly went private again as eBay purchased it uh, for a whopping $1.5 billion later that year. So $1.5 billion was apparently the value of the PayPal protocol all the way back in 2000. And then PayPal wasn't trying to do that. They were just, uh, you know, there was nothing interesting about their protocol. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Um... Now, I should be clear. PayPal certainly served a function in the 2000s. Although the cypherpunks, and in particular Nick Zabo, who... Uh, has been displayed here a couple times already on this video, has said nothing is interesting or nothing was interesting and still interesting about their protocol. Certainly, it did serve a function in the 2000s. Uh, eBay, which uh, was by far and away the greatest user of PayPal services, figured they'd just buy it, take the value, and see what they can do with it. And for sure, eBay, an interesting global marketplace where you really could have worldwide shipping and agreements between buyers and sellers, PayPal did serve a function in the 2000s. I'm not trying to denigrate that in the least. But I do think it's interesting. I think it's fascinating that PayPal, uh, this ubiquitous company online, uh, it's usually centered around the gentlemen that are known as the uh, titans in tech, even to this day, known as the PayPal mafia. We have, of course, uh, Elon Musk, we also have Peter Thiel, Reid Hoffman, David Sachs, and many, many others. I do want to say that I find it curious, interesting, and frankly, almost a stagnating view of the world that the gentlemen that were connected with PayPal, by all means, go on and do what you can, live your best life. But we still refer to these gentlemen as members of the PayPal mafia, that they really did something great for humanity. We put the label mafia on them, and most all of them have made their billions in Silicon Valley, centralized Silicon Valley tech today. One more note on PayPal. I have had intimate experience with PayPal in Europe, not in America, in Europe, and I can tell you, I speak for many as well, it was horrible. Okay, I was on the board of a charity, and I'd have to call customer service reps to sort out the document uploading for the license of our charity, the foundation documents of our charity, all these extremely bureaucratic and cumbersome things. I'd have to call 
a rep in, say, Ireland again and again. And it was, frankly, policy for PayPal to not email you back, to not call you back. You just had to take their word that they would look at your issue and solve your problem. I kid you not, this went on for weeks. It went on for months after everything was correctly submitted to finally get access to our money again. That was a real-world case of using PayPal in Europe to receive worldwide donations that theoretically should be easy, theoretically should be very, very helpful for a charity, and it was not in the least. It was a mess, and we're talking more than 10 years ago, and Bitcoin was around, but we weren't receiving Bitcoin donations at that time, unfortunately. But the mess that I am explaining that surrounded PayPal has only gotten worse. Anybody in regulated finance can tell you that this has only gotten worse. If you spend more than $600, the government wants to know where you spent it. There is no privacy. There is no control. What you have is a fiduciary system that is out of control, overregulated, overburdened, and undersupplied with customer service reps that can actually help you keep your money moving. So again, I think I speak for everyone in the Bitcoin world, but certainly in just the regular commerce world, when I'm saying this is not a scalable solution. It's not a scalable solution to have over burdened, cumbersome regulations where you simply cannot have access to your money unless you divulge and give away a huge amount of personal, private information that frankly is dangerous to be out there in the hands of so many third parties, so many KYC-regulated companies. This is not liberty. This is not full control of your assets. This is not full control of your wealth. Not in the least. This is a panopticon of historic proportions that is continuing to be built. Bitcoin is none of that. Bitcoin is free market money. Bitcoin, for all of its comparisons that have been made with this company across the last 15 years, most certainly is not PayPal. Bitcoin most certainly is not a fiduciary. It is not a company. It is not part of the regulated financial system as such. And I do want to say just one more time, I really am not knocking the entrepreneurial spirit of these guys in the PayPal mafia in the late 1990s and early 2000s. As hard as it may have been to deal with Musk's tantrums and removing him from the board and changing the name from X.com to PayPal, which interestingly has come full circle, I am not knocking any of that. I am not knocking eBay. I am not knocking people's ability to transact swiftly, easily, digitally, worldwide. Perhaps we can say they did what they could. And then PayPal wasn't trying to do that. They were just, uh, there was nothing interesting about their protocol. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Um... What I am knocking is the limitations of this method, the limitations of scope, of scale the limitations of imagination, the limitations that this system will bring any sort of digital freedom, sovereignty, private property, personal liberty. I am knocking those things about what PayPal stands for, what PayPal has become. Those are the issues that I am knocking with the completely bureaucratic, overburdened, over-regulatory financial system that PayPal 
embodies and Bitcoin is not. For a true understanding of what Bitcoin is, why Bitcoin is more akin to email or to the internet itself, SMTP, TCP, IP, all of these protocols that form the base, base, base levels of the internet, which is an extremely trust, trust minimized system, perhaps not purely trustless, but it is light years, light years better than anything the financial system has given us. To understand that, you need to look at the LibTech mailing list. You need to look at the Bitcoin mailing list. You need to look to Nick Zabo, David Chom, Wei Dai, Al Finney, Adam Back, and certainly not the least, Satoshi Nakamoto. You need to look to the writings of these guys and many more, known as the cypherpunks of the 1990s and the 2000s. And again, their tech goes all the way back to Ralph Merkel. It goes back to inspirations and inventions that already occurred back in the 1970s. That is the type of technology and spirit that you need to look for if you really want to understand Bitcoin, if you want to understand the reason why they made what they did, if you want to talk about actual freedom, personal property, privacy, wealth preservation, and of course, liberty, not about just user count or Silicon Valley adoption. You have to look deeper. You simply have to look deeper. And finally, to conclude this video, let's go back to our favorite charting engine here, and let's actually just see what the market says. So I'm starting this here uh, already in 2010, May 22nd, 2010, Bitcoin Pizza Day. And as we see here, for the first few years, all the way to 2017, it didn't even get over $100 billion in market cap. Okay? Remember, PayPal, $1.5 billion back in 2002. Keep that number in mind. Uh, but here it took Bitcoin until 2017, almost 10 years. Remember, it was founded on January 3rd, 2009. Actually, uh, the idea was released on November 1st, 2008 by Satoshi Nakamoto, but he mined the first Bitcoins on January 3rd, 2009. So it took about eight years to get over $100 billion in market cap, and it went over actually $200 billion in market cap. And then we had the major boom in 2021, where it went over a trillion dollars for the first time. It has fallen back, uh, as it does, as this new technology is volatile and is being adopted. Fell back down here to the end of 2022. In 2023, started rising again. And I'm going to zoom in till we get all the way till today. As of this recording, Bitcoin is screaming on February 14th, 2024. We are back above a trillion dollar market cap. Okay. Now let's put in PayPal. PayPal is the black line. Again, keep in mind the uh, $1.5 billion valuation that eBay gave it in uh, 2002. Fine. Also recall, as I said, PayPal was uh, at that point removed from the public markets in 2002, and it stayed private all the way until 20. 15. And in 2015, it indeed did IPO at a 10x higher valuation than Bitcoin in 2015. This stayed the case, though, only for a couple years. Once Bitcoin screamed there to that uh, 200, actually 300 plus valuation. Did I even get that right? Yeah, it was over 300 billion in 2017. Apologies. Uh, the 300 billion dollar valuation in 2017 for the first time PayPal was still at around $88 billion market cap. Bitcoin did fall back down, 
but really it has not looked back since 2021 to where we get to today. Uh, PayPal, of course, had its own little boom in 2021, getting up to $350 billion itself. But where we get to today, again, Bitcoin screaming above $1 trillion market cap, PayPal $62.76 billion, $63 billion for PayPal. The first step to understand what is happening with Bitcoin is to understand the principles, understand the decentralization, the security, the need for an uncensorable, trust-minimized, global-neutral money, and understand why that is vastly, vastly superior to any centralized fiduciary that the market, a heavily regulated market, but the market nonetheless, can produce. Remember, Bitcoin is a protocol. PayPal is a company. Bitcoin is not simply a further adaptation of PayPal. Bitcoin was never going in the direction of PayPal. Bitcoin will never go in the direction of PayPal. The first step is to understand the principles. Go back and read the cypherpunks. Go back and read the research that they did, why they did what they did, why they thought what they wanted to do was so important. And of course, when it eventually and finally got to Satoshi, after all these uh, very formidable gentlemen had put their research and products and prototypes out into the marketplace. When Satoshi launched Bitcoin, it truly was a breakthrough in the digital world, in the digital revolution, and in decentralized technology. Understand the principle. Understand it's not about user count or adoption from the beginning. It's about minimizing threats, having security that is second to none, to any other computer network in the world. And then, slowly but surely, once people start to see the value of this network, they start to see the value of transferring value from one user to the next anywhere in the world with no intermediary, no permission required, then the marketplace will start to speak and show you why Bitcoin is the most supreme monetary technology ever created. Thank you, all cypherpunks and leaders and contributors to the Bitcoin community. It really is one of the most amazing, amazing systems. I have had a joy following it and learning about it over the years. Hopefully you enjoy this 100th video on Bitcoin versus PayPal. Please tune in soon for more. Thank you very much. Thank you.